You've got a lot of sausages and things that just come to their head and... And it chipped it away again! Toby Flood. God's sake! He pulled my scrub cap off and he squirted water in my face and you're not allowed to do that. Shut it off! Shut the video up! What a yoga! <laughs> Hi, and welcome to episode 10 of the Waste High Rugby podcast, uh, the podcast that no one asked for, but you're going to get anyway. Uh, I'm here today with Jack. I think it's just the two of us. Unfortunately, um, Ben can't make it, and Tom is uh, on a beach somewhere in Greece, I think. Having the worst holiday ever, by all accounts. Honestly, I've never known someone more miserable to go on a holiday. Like He's been saying to us for months, like, oh, it's so tough. I've got to go to Portugal for a week for a music festival. That I've got to fly to London, to fly to Greece on the Sunday to go to my mate's wedding. Like, that's a dream holiday. Yeah, but also, he's left Norway at the start of, like, the best weather we've had all year. And he's gone to Portugal and it's shut it down the whole time he's been. <laughs> How funny was it when he said there's a picture of him in the ponchos? <laughs> it's like 25 degrees in Oslo. <laughs> Oh, poor guy. And you know what? Like, I don't really like his, his his commitment, though, because a lot of guys, if you see some of the more professional podcasts, they'll all do it whilst on holiday. But no, not Tom. He needs to he needs to go and drink, I guess, or whatever it is he's doing. He needs, yeah. a, break. He needs a break from not doing anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, now he's literally jobless and no, not studying anymore. <laughs> well, I mean, where do you... Where have you been in the last two weeks? Oh, yeah, I need to apologize as well, actually. I, I can't really talk, to be fair. So I've been, uh, last weekend, I, I'm i going to try and keep this quite diplomatic, but I, I went, I had to go to Lithuania on Sunday evening for a work trip. <laughs> and the reason I went is because I needed to have a meeting on the Monday for one hour with a guy. And apparently, according to... The, the powers above me that I, we couldn't do it online so um and then i actually agreed to do the podcast because i was meant to be back in oslo at 7 p.m on the monday evening but our flight was cancelled because of some strikes in copenhagen or whatever and then i got a message from sas while sat in the airport They're like yep yeah, you're gonna get home tonight but you're gonna fly from vilnius to warsaw warsaw to copenhagen copenhagen to oslo so that was three flights in about seven hours i got home at 2 a.m absolutely shattered and um pretty angry to say the least <laughs> uh yeah it wasn't my finest moment to be honest i yeah yeah anyway um well there you go so you were you were prepared to do a podcast from an airport in Lithuania, but the internet wasn't good enough. And oh, Tom no. can't be asked to drag himself away from the beach for five minutes. I mean, to, uh... I, I won't, I won't lie. Like Vilnius, it's it's an all right place. It's not bad, but it looks like they just got Wi-Fi like two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, sorry to anyone who's Lithuanian and. Uh, listening to this, but no, I was like, I was walking to the office in the hotel, and um, it was like down, you know, some street in the city center, like literally the city center, and there was a street just full of like really old wooden houses and like people living in them still. I was like, this is this is going back in time, this. But um, my old boss was from Lithuania. Hmm. She was like uh, four foot eleven. Work. <laughs> She's Lithuanian, got out of Lithuania as soon as she could. Um, Says she hates all Lithuanian people. <laughs> and then ruled, she was, uh, she worked in the oil industry her whole life and she like made grown CEOs quiver in their boots. This is how like scary she was. So uh, that's my experience of Lithuania. They are, they're quite, um, they're quite, maybe quite intimidating is the right word, but they're very direct people. Yeah, very direct people. Like love basketball. Yeah, yeah. Wait, Salvis is Lithuanian, right, or Latvian? I think he's uh, no, Salvis. Yeah, no, Salvis is Latvian. I think. Cause he plays. He plays semi-pro basketball, doesn't he, or professional even? 
he plays a good level in Norway, yeah. But yeah. they're they're bad for it. They're absolutely mad yeah. for it. No. Um but this isn't yeah. a bad football podcast. No, it's not. It's not. But no, that was my that was my um uh, my adventure along the Iron Curtain. Um, on a on on a Monday afternoon, but yeah, uh, yeah. What, I, yeah we have what, to apologise as well, I guess, for missing. Yeah, that was it. Missing a week, but yeah, we're I not, think it was just we're not organised, so that's going to happen no. from time to time, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. So sorry to all our avid listeners. I know actually, what was really cool though, um, although we did miss one, a lot of people did reach out and were asking us like, oh, you know, or at least I had quite a few messages like, oh, you know, when you're doing the next pod, like what's happened this week, all this kind of stuff. I was like, sorry guys, life just gets in the way at times. And yeah, what can we do? Um, but yeah, how are you getting on down in Christiansen? Good, right, mate. Talking of um, people trekking it around airports, my missus has gone to Venezuela today for three for three weeks. She says it's for a work thing, but I reckon it's uh, I reckon it's for someone else. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I mean, Lithuania is not that bad compared to Venezuela. Inflation's twenty percent. Inflation's twenty percent. Wow, yeah, it's pretty, uh, pretty mad. She's got like she's not allowed to walk around on her own. There's like curfews for the whole city. Bloody hell! Yeah, so uh, she's on a flight. She's on a thirteen-hour flight from Istanbul to Caracas now. So uh, it could be worse. <laughs> that is, yeah. um, that's pretty horrific. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, but no. Should be all right. And then, no, Chris, it sounds good. And then I'm uh, I'm going to head over to the training for the first time tomorrow, yep. um, and see what see what it has to offer. They had a they had a sand rugby session and a barbecue on Saturday, which I missed because I was at, um, I was over with you guys in the park. Oh. Yeah, um, but that's no, good, mate. It's good. Beautiful weather down here, and uh, should be all right. I don't know what I'm going to do. For the next three weeks by myself, but we'll see. We'll, I'm sure we'll figure <laughs> something out. At least I'll be able to pod. Yeah, yeah. No excuses for you. Yeah, yeah. at least. No, it was a great weekend. I mean, the weather in Oslo was unbelievable. Uh, unfortunately, some of the boys from the club were uh, in Belgrade for the sevens, which we'll get onto soon. But we celebrated a couple of birthdays in in the club, uh, myself included. And then uh, I think the main the main event though was um, Will our number nine and Tom's arch nemesis uh, was having like a little bachelor party. So he's getting married in July, but obviously with the Norwegian summer coming up and everything else, uh, this was probably the best weekend to do it. So we had like a, a combined birthday slash bachelor party. Uh, it's a big barbecue in the park, played some games, and then just all went out and. At the same time, Will's fiance and some of the girls from uh, like the the Wags of of Blinden were all out as well. The Wags, <laughs> the Wags, and I think, well, from what I know, they they all had a very good time. I mean, at one point, uh, yeah. What happened after I left? Because I left about uh, eleven. Yeah, yeah. So I think after you left, we took Will to the bar opposite where we were, um, the one where they didn't let us in for the first time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we got we went in there, and I think pretty quickly Will was like, "I need to go home." Yeah, <laughs> he, he got his phone out, and he was trying to book a taxi. And like, he's Will's the type type of guy like he just doesn't use taxis, and he was downloading the app and he was trying to put in his card details, and he couldn't do it. <laughs> So I think it was like Torto or Declan or someone had to had to literally grab his card and his phone and like type in the card details for him. Uh, was like, yeah, I'm out, boys, I'm out. So he he went off, um, and then Torto also left as well at a similar time. And then I think like the rest was we just we actually went to the Dubliner because some of the girls wanted to join from the bachelorette party, and then we got to the Dubliner, and then the girls were uh, none of them were let in. Um. So well, I think, well yeah, they they were they were pretty drunk. I mean, there were yeah. only two of them. It was only Sigrid and uh, Maru, uh, my my girlfriend, and um, yeah, they they weren't really allowed in. 
uh, at all. They were pretty steaming. And yeah, so we managed to get into another bar in that square near the Dubliner. And um, we were allowed in there somehow. What was the bar called? Oh, I can't remember what it is, what it was called, but it was just like, it still had like the outdoor seating, even though it was what, one or two in the morning. So we just sat outside, had a beer and then just, we just went home after that. And, uh, yeah, Mary was absolutely hanging yesterday. Yeah. Mate, I think everyone was. Yeah. We had a blow. Um, we, cause we sold our apartment. We, um, yeah. We had to get a guy to come in and wash it or people to come in and wash it. And mm-hmm. uh, I went on and, and got like a quote from some people and and then they came <laughs> and I did our apartment. And you think like, oh, they're going to, on a Sunday, some like, I don't know, some young Polish women might come in and clean and clean your apartment and do a loss. But it was, it was like a 45 year old, like Iranian man <laughs> came in and like cleaned our apartment and it took him eight hours to do our apartment. What? Yeah. Like, it was a joke. And he said our kitchen was so dirty that he wanted more money to do it. It took him four hours to clean our kitchen. <laughs> Good weekend, all in all. Um, congrats to Will, if, if he's listening, on the on the engage, engagement and the marriage, I guess. Uh, and Jonas. And Jonas, yeah. yeah we, uh, well, the sneaky devil didn't really tell anyone, did he? Um, and he's like yeah i'm getting married in two weeks we're like well you could have told this <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah also congrats to Jonas. uh yeah we celebrated uh johnson had a birthday the other week yeah my birthday so quite a lot of celebrations going around the club at the moment um and i'm sure some more stories to follow as well but yeah i think the no one knows so, no like, no one knows how old Johnson is either. No, no. no if anyone, no. if anyone, if anyone out there can find out how old Johnson actually is, then uh, we want to know. I think he probably wants. Think he probably wants to know as well. <laughs> we could do like a poll on our Instagram page or something like that. How old, how old is Johnson? Johnson? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, so Magnus G and Espen from the club. They, they, they. All three of them were invited. None of them could make it because they were in uh, Serbia for the uh, in Belgrade for the Rugby Sevens, which was, um, I think, good by all accounts. I, I don't think they they achieved what they wanted to achieve, which was some form of silverware or medal. But they came in fourth. Um, yeah, yeah. I think just a, a quick kind of summary from Magnus earlier, and this is a very quick summary was. Um, we went to a place called Belgrade. It was hot and humid. We played fairly well, but played Turkey twice and had the beating of them, but couldn't quite get over the line. So Turkey actually went on and won the entire thing, uh, beating Monaco in the final. Um, and yeah, I think, again, he said most people, well, everyone played well. I think Magnus has got another concussion um, or he got pulled out by, by a tournament doctor. So I guess no real surprises there. I guess this time it just wasn't Johnson giving him the concussion. Yeah, it wasn't friendly fire this time. <laughs> and G, massive shout out to G though, because it's the first time representing Norway in uh, any form of rugby. Uh, but again, the least surprising thing in the world is G played limited minutes because he um, he got a knock on his foot, which had a niggle. He had a niggle, and if you know, if anyone here knows G, he's always got a niggle. <laughs> he's always got a niggle. It was either that, or he just turned up twenty minutes late for kickoff and missed the entire game. I'm surprised he made his flight. To be honest, yeah. <laughs> they, they, probably told him, they probably told him it was last weekend, so he made it on time. <laughs> yeah, they said to him like, "Oh, the flight's at seven a.m. when it was actually seven p.m." Yeah, and he just made it. Yeah, <laughs> just made it. <laughs> Oh no! Uh, yeah, so I think overall, I guess pretty good for the guys. Yeah, I mean, you see, if they beat they, uh, oh, they, they beat had two close. They had two close games with um, with the eventual winners. So I mean, that, that yeah. that's pretty good. But um, no, it seemed like seemed like a good day out. They don't go to the. They've got all of these different hosts. Like they could have gone to 
Istanbul or Malta or Oslo or somewhere like that. But no, they have to go to Belgrade. It's not um, it's not going to get people turning up in droves, is it? Going to uh, play something no. in there. But, but you yeah, know they, they 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 do it every year. They do it loads there, don't they? Yeah, like every year. I remember when I was living in the Czech Republic, my my Irish flatmate at the time, his girlfriend was Serbian, and they went over to Serbia just for like a holiday one weekend, and it was coincidentally the same time as the Sevens, and he actually went to go and watch the Sevens because Ireland were playing in it back then. Right, he was like one of only two supporters, the other one being his girlfriend. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> it was like literally no one turns up to watch it. I hope it's changed over the years. I mean, this was probably about eight years ago now. Uh, That's motivation. Yeah. That's motivation yeah. to get on the uh, to get on the main tour, though, isn't it? Well, exactly. So yeah. you could you could either go from, you know, you could go touring around Belgrade and Helsinki and Andorra, or you can do Las Vegas, Melbourne, Cape Town. So that yeah, I mean, if there's a, if there's going to be a uh, if there's going to be a motivation for these uh, federations to get their oh, sevens yeah. teams on, yeah. it's it's going to be that, isn't it? For sure, totally. Um, but no, yeah, good work, good work to them. I think um, yeah, well, saw guys. some of the saw some of the games. The, the level was mm. was really high, and uh, yeah, we're yeah. proud of those three boys, especially G for for making his Norway debut, even if it was reduced minutes. Um, <laughs> there was a World Cup final. He would uh, he'd get a niggle and only play half of it. <laughs> Mascot, oh, we love you, G. Always injured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we love you, G. Um, yeah. So, and also Ben from uh, Ben from Sargana was playing for Austria as well, and I think they they ended up in third position. Yeah. Um, He's the one who played with us in the national team game a couple of months back. So congrats to to Ben and Austria again if you're listening uh, to that. Yeah, there's um, what other rugby's been on? There's been quite a few little things. I mean, obviously a lot of news in the Premiership. Um, also on Saturday was kind of uh, Vic against Lillestrøm in the rugby league. Yeah, and I think it was. Pretty massive result for for Vic, actually. I think it's a it's it's a now. Yeah, um, yeah. There was a few guys. Yeah, so the on the the Vic guys got on the on the waist high player exchange, um, which is which is out on Facebook. If if anyone, if you're looking for players or you wanna you wanna play, but you know your team's not playing, if you get on the waist high player exchange, there's there's always a chance to, to play some rugby because um, people are always looking for people to help out. And then, yeah, a few of our guys, um, as well as a, uh, Sargina, I think Jake from Sargina, helped Vic out with with a couple of numbers. And they went and they went to the uh, they went to the champions and spanked him. What from what I heard? Yeah. Um, so like very quick. I think technically it was Songdal, not Vic, but yeah. Um, but yeah, no. The final score was forty-two twenty-four. According to to Songdao Rugby Facebook, um, which I think is a really good achievement for them. Uh, I very briefly spoke to Mike Pride afterwards, and he was absolutely buzzing for for all the boys. I mean, yeah, fair enough. You would yeah. be, wouldn't you? Yeah, and I think from from Blinden, we had Andre Johnson and Mayel all playing, and I think. Miles scored the first try within, I think, apparently it was less than a minute. It was like 40 seconds or something crazy. Yeah. Uh, Another pint-sized French nutter to add to the, uh, to add to the Blinden quota. <laughs> Honestly, he's literally just Theo 2.0, isn't he? Oh, he's like, worse than Theo. He's much worse well, than Theo. Well, I think we need to clarify in which way he's worse than Theo. Yeah. No, he's, he's a scrappy... A scrappy sod, should we say? Nah, he's a good lad. No, he's a very good lad. But yeah, um, I think he scored a hat trick, and then Johnson added to that as well with a few tries of his own. Johnson so yeah, like more. Yeah, Johnson scored four. Mayo scored three. Yeah, yeah. So must be absolutely sick of the side Johnson turning up every side <laughs> they play against anyone. But no, I think um, yeah, I think uh, again, Mike Fried said about about the the Blinden boys. He was like, you know what? all put in great shifts, you know, 
from Mayel, he never played league before. He didn't even know the rules. He literally just turned up and played. Well, that I mean, that's, like, the, that's the point, isn't it? It's yeah, like, yeah. It doesn't matter if you, yeah, if you've never played the game before. It doesn't matter if you have no idea what you're doing. If you want to just play, like we don't get that much opportunity to play rugby, especially at home where it's kind of relatively easy to get to where you're going. You don't have to fork out a load of cash to go somewhere. Um, mm-hmm. so I think it's you know, just play and see what see what happens. Like it's better than not playing so uh nah there i think mile really enjoyed it and um yeah and yeah shout out to mike pride for making that building that those you know that club up in in and around that area and those guys coming over to to and, and putting on you know putting on a massive performance against them so uh yeah, yeah good on definitely. the good on those side definitely and hopefully we'll we'll be able to get Mike pride on uh soon we've got we kind of got like a nice little queue of guests waiting to come on the pod which i think is really good especially over the next month or two when there's maybe a little less rugby with the summer break um, yeah um we also get some good uh good conversations going hopefully so yeah look out for some good guests and potentially a couple of guests from overseas as well from uh france and england which will be really good um and tom will be dreading that as well we're gonna hopefully get one of Tom's mates on, who I also played with back in England, and he's essentially just going to shit all over Tom for an hour. That'll be fun. I reckon that'll be our highest rated podcast. It'll be Tom's quietest podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and then what we'll do is he'll wait. He'll wait for the next week to come back when the guy can't actually uh, defend himself anymore. So Tom will have a week to write down everything he wants to say and then come exactly. back with it. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think what else is what else has been going on? I know top fourteen. Well, okay, Super Rugby semi-finals are on this weekend, but I don't, don't care. care about. Don't care. Fuck competition. Yeah, yeah. Although for anyone, I mean, for anyone that's interested, uh, the playoffs. Oh no, it wasn't even. Oh, I think it was semi-finals. Yeah, Chiefs. It was, a quarter fi- it was the quarterfinals. Quarterfinals. So they have how many do they have? They have twelve teams, and eight of them get through to the quarterfinal. Yeah, you've got to be pretty shit not to get through. Yeah. Well, basically, if you're Australian, you don't get through. <laughs> or or the Highlanders. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Freddie Burns. Um, well, if he was yeah. there all year, they'd have they'd have been top. You know that. Probably, yeah, say. obviously. Um, yeah. But the fact that the Crusaders went and beat Fiji Drua forty nine to eight. In a quarterfinal, whatever it was, that yeah, yeah, it go, it, yeah, just it's just not as fun as it really. Yeah, there's what three New Zealand. At least it's not all your New Zealand teams in the final. And then and then the Blues beat the Waratahs forty-one twelve, which again is a just it's just a walkover. I think the best game from by all accounts was the Chiefs and the Reds. The the Chiefs beat the Reds twenty-nine twenty. Um, no, the but the best game was the. Was the Brumbies Hurricanes game and they scored the Hurricanes scored right at the end. Three. Oh, the Hurricanes yeah. scored a try right at the end, but it got disallowed. Oh, okay, yeah. So, um, but that that looked like a good game, but again, that was like defense optional. That game, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, I don't know. Super Rugby used to be so good, and it's just not. It's just not good anymore. I think as a kid, it's probably quite fun to watch because you like, you just see the tries and some like every now and then some big hits. But actually, when you, I think for, at least speaking for myself, like as I've gotten older, I've just come to really not appreciate it as much because it's just not good rugby. It's just yeah, I mean, yeah, like the skills are really good, but it's just not competitive. Well, that's like it. the only good like, the good games. There's like three good games a year, and it's just when the. New Zealand, the good New Zealand teams play each other, and then that's it. Or Fiji and Moana Pacifica, because that's just going to be offloading and tackling. Yeah, or Fiji, <laughs> or the Druid. The Druid in Suva looked amazing. Mm. Like I, I watched that because the crowd are absolutely mad, and Fiji play batshit crazy rugby. That that's like a, a bucket list match, isn't it? To go if you yeah. were to go to like one stadium, but. Knowing how Super Rugby goes, that team will probably be defunct in like two years anyway. But they only had like four games there. Yeah, yeah. And then the rest yeah. of them, they have to play in like Australia, where no one yeah. no one cares. I mean, if you look at the Moana Pacifica team, Pacifica team like, they're also meant to be like Islanders and all this kind of stuff, but I actually think their base is in Australia. 
Yeah, they don't. No, they didn't play in yeah. Samoa, do they? They're supposed to be yeah. Samoa, aren't they? Yeah. They're playing they Samoa. Play, no, they play in like Melbourne or something. But it's just, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, let's enough of that rubbish. Um, now let's go from the, one of the worst ones to the best. This is the best competition. Top 14. Yeah. They, it's so good. It's so good. On Friday, okay, it was a bit of a walkover, but Toulouse beat Racing 41-14. And then on Saturday, uh, La Rochelle beat Bordeaux 24-13. So two pretty big scores. I guess to lose with they're just on they're just unbelievable. Like look listen to their backline here. They've got on Untermac, a guy called Lebel, Aki, Choco Chocobares or something, Retier and Ramos. Then they've got Tim Nanai Williams as a replacement ten. Like and then yeah, their pack is their pack is is mad. Sewabai, Marchand, Aldegheri, Arnold, Mirfal, Willis, Cross, Rumat. And then they've got like Flamen and Famuina on the bench. They they're just they're And so they've good. got um the other French Black Row who's injured. Um Oh um Yeah. Blanc yeah. I yeah. Uh, can't remember his name off the stuff in my head. No. But yeah, no, they're I think Toulouse La Rochelle oh. You think you, yeah. you think like the Premiership final was was good, but there was so many neutrals there, like just to pack out stadium and like free tickets were given away and shit, mm. just to like make sure the atmosphere. This game is going to be absolutely mad. Like it's going to be crazy. This you is going to be actually... the best game of the season in any competition. Um, really weird. Like if you just, I'm just looking at the stats of the La Rochelle Bordeaux game, right? La Rochelle only made three substitutes the entire game. <laughs> That's not really heard of these days in club rugby, is it? And especially the fact that they're all absolutely massive, so they shouldn't yeah. be able to last all the whole game. Like they should be all. Took off, I mean, they took off Dante and Aldrich, but Aldrich only came off in like the seventy-fifth minute, and then they some uh, number six Buda hence or something he got oh no sorry he didn't even get taken off he just got a yellow card sorry they made two substitutes in the entire game well they didn't even take the front row off no well according to, according to this they didn't mad well that's, i mean no, these two teams i yeah i love both these i just love both of these teams i think yeah. they're so good i think those yeah. two and leinster are so far ahead of every other team in in europe and south africa is yeah. like, and I just think now, now this league, now the Premiership, and we might come on to that in a sec. Is is you know the Premiership is in Bye. dire straits at the minute, um, with another club going going under. You know the top fourteen. The top fourteen's got so much talent to just pinch from the Premiership. Like, look at Toulouse just got Jack. You know, on the show here was. Bordeaux, who've got um, Tom, they've got Tom Willis, and then Saloons, who've got Jack Jack Willis. Yeah, yeah. Racing have got um, well, they've got a dog, a dog who they they pinched, I think. Or yeah, I think he's. Front. I think that was Stad Front. That was Stad Front. He's actually just been released though, so I don't know where he's going next season. But yeah, they got a dog who, and then they got they got like I think they got like five players or four. Players yeah, and yeah. then and then the the thing with you know England players being able to because it's not going to. This rule where you have to play in England must be changed. Like it's going to have to be changed. I think so. Now I think with London Irish now going under, they've they've really got to review that because London Irish have got some amazing young players for England, and a lot of those will be going. Like there's already rumours now that Arundel's going to be off to uh, to some French team. I think it was Bordeaux or something. Yeah, and they're the only ones who can afford them. So like, yeah, I yeah. don't. You know, Jack Willis is making as much money at Toulouse as he would have been doing at Wasps and playing for England. Like he's yeah, just because they've got the money there, because they've got the product is amazing. You know, we've got the French boys in our in our you know in our team who who are on in the top fourteen. They're watching the top fourteen, and the product is just mad. 
and they're absolutely mad for it over there. And they played the they played the semi-finals in like neutral venues, and they still they grabbed it, it out. It was I saw the stat right. I think for one of those semis there, they had about eighty thousand. Yeah, in like those stadiums. In the, one of them was in Spain. Yeah, it was just and it, it was completely built. mental. Like they've they know it's it's worrying because they're only going to get stronger. It seems. Well, if you look at if you look at the four French teams that are in the semi-finals, all four of those teams basically every French national team player, let's say from the last campaign, all play for those four teams pretty much, apart from yeah. maybe two or three. But yeah, it was yeah. literally just filled of French internationals, yeah. um, which is a sign of of where where they're going, right? But I mean, if you're English, why wouldn't you go? You you just get a shitload of money, and well, it's not just that; it's the it's the lifestyle. It's like, a lifestyle. My, actually, so not for this game, but I think it was the the quarterfinals or whatever it was. If they do the quarters, it was the last game that um, Toulouse played. My, so my a friend of mine actually used to play for London Wasps and is like best mates with Jack Willis. Then he went over there like a couple of weeks ago on a holiday. And if the, if it was Jack Willis's house that they were staying in, the stuff I saw on Instagram, Jesus Christ, it was beautiful. Like massive yeah. garden. Huge swimming pool, barbecue area, absolutely everything. It just looks amazing in like a really nice, quaint French village. Yeah, and he's gone from living in Coventry to yeah. living there. Yeah, like <laughs> why wouldn't you? Honestly, and oh, even the crazy. even the second division is brilliant. Like the the French second division teams would come like mid table in the Premiership. Like yeah. the second division is like fully professional as well, and it and it attracts loads of like a big audience they've, and it's a brilliant product and you just think like it it puts in perspective how mismanaged the english game has been over the last however long it was like i think they've got i think even the the third division is also professional i think maybe a couple of the teams are semi-pro and even in the fourth division that you do get some professional players it's bonkers is that's it is crazy. It's and you know what? That if you get like an average second team team, second division team, their attendances will probably be like the same attendance you'll get at I don't know, um, Newcastle or something. That would be better than Newcastle. Well, probably better. Yeah. Right. It's just it's 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 next level. It's yeah yeah. And I think now I know. Next well, I remember, you know, back in the day, the French team, like, I don't know, 10 years ago, the French yeah. teams, they always had loads of money, but they were just, like, the owners were just bonkers. Like, they never did, I don't know what, they were just, the French, it just didn't click, like, it just wasn't working. Like, the league was a slog. The, the, they had lots of good players, but the quality wasn't brilliant. The national team wasn't doing well. But then all of a sudden, it's just, amazing like the whole thing well, i mean brilliant like back back then you had like only two or three clubs where which had absolutely ridiculous um finances right mm-hmm. like it was too long i think star france were up there and maybe it was just even those two can't really yeah yeah and then but <laughs> i think I, and toulouse have I, always been good but yeah yeah toulouse have always been good right but if you look at the the Toulon team that won the Heineken Cup in 2013, it is just the most stacked team you could ever see, right? It's Sheridan, Heyman, Bruno, front row. Boto, Kennedy, second row. Rousseau, Fernandez, Lobe, and Masso, back row. Tillis Ford, Wilkinson, Palisson, Gitto, Bastero, Wolf, and Dellen Armitage. In the bags, yeah, that was decent. That. And then they had Michelac on the bench, Maxi Mermaz on the bench, <laughs> Stefan Armitage on the bench, Kubriash Willy, like Gethin Jenkins is on the bench. Oh, yeah, no mad, but no France. Yeah, um, yeah. France, good, brilliant yeah, product. Good. I, uh, I'm going to try and watch this game somewhere. I don't know how I'm going to watch it, but I'm going to try and watch it. Anyone? Uh, any of the French top fourteen, uh, top fourteen watchers, sh- 
let us know how we how yeah let's know how we can watch it Uh, yeah no french top 14 supporters in christian sand yeah yeah well let me know let us know how we can watch this game because this is going to be brilliant do you have like have you kind of figured out if you've got some form of bar which has been more expatty or whatever in christian sand there's an irish part there's there's an irish bar of course is it yeah yeah what's it called what is it really stereotypical the name uh i can't i can look it up yeah it's called like o'malley's or something some some it looks like a shithole as well which is always a good sign irish bar christian fan oh right that's not very okay it's according to google it's just called old, old irish pub. pub old irish pub yeah it might be that one yeah <laughs> okay that looks uh oh wow look at it on cocktail on the on the street on google street view now okay it might be the same as the one in Oslo, like the same chain. Yeah, it could be. Could be. It looks the same. Um, one in May is there. Yeah. Yeah. It's a brown I need to... Yeah. Um, yeah, I need to... Well, I'm hoping to watch that game. I am actually going to watch Scotland and Norway in the football beforehand. Uh, well, at, at the stadium, I mean. But I might try and find a pub afterwards to watch it. Drekken Haaland uh, will still be drunk. I hope so. Did you see what they did last night? Jack Grealish was absolutely smashed. Do you know what they did last night? They got a flight to Ibiza, landed in Ibiza at midnight. No, uh, like 10, 10 p.m. or midnight or whatever. They rented out the entire floor of a nightclub and then they got a plane back at 10 a.m. <laughs> they were there for 12 hours. Mate, sounds like you and your trip to Lithuania. Minus a copious amount of alcohol, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they were literally there for like 12 hours. Mate, that was Jack Grealish who wanted to do that, wasn't it? Oh, he probably did all of it. Yeah. Yeah. He's an absolute nutter. He's like, he's just like the football cover of uh, Alex Scoot when he, whenever he wins a trophy. He just goes on like a five-day bender. I love it. Absolutely love it. It's incredible. Uh, but yeah, I hope Haaland is not injured and not drunk for Saturday. Um, and Odegaard for that matter. That's a proper game, isn't it? Is that a World Cup qualifier? Uh, I think it's Euros qualifier. Awesome. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, Euros. Yeah, it won't be World Cup. Yeah, but you know what? I was talking to Duncan about this. Scotland look good. If you look at their squad, mostly champion. Sorry, mostly Premiership players. Um, yeah, like Robertson, McTominay, Tierney, bunch of others. Those are just the famous ones I know. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it should, it should be a good game. But then yeah, hopefully try and I'll try and grab the the French game after the top fourteen final. Um, yeah, and going back to I guess just going back to to the English Premiership. You know, obviously London Irish have now gone bust. Um, yeah, a lot of those players are going to be gone. Apparently, they're they're looking at increasing the salary cap in England next year, but I don't think it'll make much difference. I mean, yeah, you can increase the salary. There's like two clubs you can afford to spend up to the salary cap. And then like the rest of them, it's just reckless. Like you can't, I don't know. Yeah. I just feel like it's this, it's, it's not being talked about that much. Like it's absolutely insane that in one season, three clubs have gone. Imagine if that happened in football. Oh, um, yeah. Like, imagine yeah. if... And one of them was Wasps. Imagine if it were, like... Well, it's like Tottenham, Brighton, and... Literally, yeah. I don't know. Bournemouth just went bust. It's completely insane. People would be, like, literally rioting in the streets. Yeah. And people don't yeah. seem to give a shit. Like, it doesn't seem like it's on anyone's radar, really. Like, a sport in the, in the country is, like, crumbling... Yep. And no one seems to be doing anything about it. It's just mad. Yeah, it's it's a it's a shame. It's really sad to see, you know. Uh I, I I'm I'm kind of, I'm still kind of optimistic for the long term the long term outcome, let's say. Like I'm when I say that I'm talking like five to six years, but um yeah, for the next kind of couple of years, and obviously with them still wanting to ring fence premiership, so it's going to be ten teams next year, or nine, or whatever it is now. And then um, you've got teams, and then you've got teams in the championship who have 
the money and who is sustainable, like Jersey or like Ealing. And yeah, they don't have they don't have the stands. They don't have massive stadiums. They don't have massive stadiums, but that's it. Newcastle, you're not going to you don't get that many people at rugby anyway. Like you need to start off somewhere. No. Start off with no. state. You don't want some. You don't want teams who are going to spunk all their money on a stadium that no one's going to turn up to, and then they go bust after a couple of years because they can't afford to keep it going. Like it's just, it just. And you know, some of those teams, some of those teams in the championship, like you're looking at, yeah, Ealing, Jersey, Rotherham, Doncaster, like teams like that, they'll give a few Premiership clubs a run for their money. Yeah, easily. But their funding's been cut every year since for the last, yeah. you know, five six years. It's yeah. It's not it's not in a good place. I don't know what the answer is. Um but it just yeah. seems it's a really, really awful situation and the only ones I can see benefiting from it are rival leagues because they can get cut price talent, English talent. Yeah. Basically. Have, I mean, like as as you know, I know we 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 were speaking about some earlier, but like Jack Willis, he's like he, they're pretty confident he's going to be staying. Um, no, he has. He you know, signed. Yeah, he yeah, signed. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Arundel looks like he could be off there. Simmons is off there. Cowan Dickey, if it wasn't for a massive bender, was going to be good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's not the John Tank didn't do him any, do him many favors, but it's good if you're a sales supporter like me. Allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. Sorry, we should say allegedly. But yeah, it's 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 absolutely shocking. Like the current state of it, it's it's atrocious uh, to be honest, and it's just going to deter a lot of people from watching or wanting to play rugby. I mean, if you're yeah, in my opinion, unless like, really snad. the only the only like genuinely one of the only things they could do now, if if you were Bill Sweeney or whatever he's called, the head of the RFU, literally scrap the overseas rule. You've got to. For the short term, anyway. It's for the short term. At least for like three or four years, you have to scrap it. Yeah. I mean, the worst thing you can do for English rugby now is to deliberately make the England team worse because you're... Like what the Wales, like what the Wales boys are doing. Like you're literally making them work on purpose, yeah. which is going to hurt you because you're going to start losing. People aren't going to show up anymore. Like it's just going to be worse. So the worst thing you could do is... Is, is stop players from earning a living mm. and, and make your national team worse on purpose. Like, it, you just can't do it. The only, I guess, like, if you're trying to look for any form of silver lining, it is the fact that if these players do go to France and they do scrap this overseas rule, then we're going to have a bunch of players who have been playing in probably the best league in the world. Yeah. Week in, week out. Stopping French youngsters gonna... from coming through. And that's just going to up their own game, isn't it? Yeah. No, I think it's um, it's going to be good for them as players. And if they miss a, if they miss an England camp or two because the the clubs want them to train there, I think that's fine to yeah. have in terms of you know, in terms of a compromise. But yeah, it's really sad what's happening. Really, really sad. But quick yeah. word on uh, so obviously it was your birthday. Yeah, week. you got a. Uh, you got a shout out from uh, from someone. <laughs> yeah, what, um, what happened? Yeah, check out check out the Wayside Instagram page. Um, yeah, I basically I, I woke up on Friday on my birthday, and my, my parents did a they got me a cameo, which is when you get like a celebrity or a famous sports person or whatever to do like a personalized message for you. So they got one from a from Will Greenwood for me. So Will Greenwood, for those that might not know, he, he won the World Cup with England in 2003, uh, started the final, uh, was probably considered England's, or is considered England's potentially greatest ever 13. Um, yeah, so I actually went to the same schools, Will Greenwood. I'm not going to call him Will. We're not on first team. <laughs> you are now. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Will Greenwood and I, we yeah we went to the same school uh st mary's hall and, and stonyhurst up in up in lancashire and his mum was actually my maths teacher uh good old susan greenwood uh so she taught me maths for like two or three years and 
I'll never forget, I think it was 2005, so it must have been just after the Lions tour or something in 05. And he literally, I was in a maths class and he just walks in. I was like, hey, mum. And like all these guys in my year, like we were just going absolutely mental. We were like 12 years old or whatever at the time. Just like, what the fuck? And that's Will Greenwood. And yeah, lovely guy. He's actually genuinely a really nice guy. But um, yeah, he said he was going to listen to the podcast. So I mean, he's not going to have to have him until he actually he's listened to it. Or until I get a restraining order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you get a phone call from his mum. Yeah, yeah. So, though, it was really cool. Um, his dad was also, uh, not whilst I was there, this is like many years before, but his dad was actually a teacher at the school as well. Um, and then he went on to become in the England head coach. Uh, and then at the same school, as at the same school, we actually had Kieran Bracken, and Ian Belshaw, so number nine, number 15, also for England, also during the World Cup. So, weirdly, is he was the head coach, Will Greenwood, that is, was head coach of uh, the Barbarians when they played against the Czech Republic when I was living in the Czech Republic, and I went to that game as well. And I didn't meet Will, but I met some of the other guys, some of the other players. Um, I was actually giving them food recommendations or something weird like that, but... uh, that was a crazy game. It was 79-0 to the Barbarians against, against a bunch of my mates who were played for the Czech Republic. And that one... Any, did they have any yeah. legit people in there? Oh, the Barbarians? Yeah. Oh, I'll tell you the squad now. I, the starting number 10 was Richie Mwunga. What? Yeah. Uh, wait, let me find this now. Because they... It was a pretty, like, stacked team, to be fair. They had, like, a bunch of World Cup winners. So the Barbarians had Luke Morahan from Australia, um, Rob Dupree, who now plays for Sale, uh, Milani Nanai, who played for the Blues at the time, uh, yeah, Richie Mwunga, Nick Sturzaka, um, who else, who else, who else? Ben Franks, who played for... Uh, World yeah, Cup World Cup winner, yeah. Ben Franks, yeah. Yeah, Dan, <laughs> Dan, Dan Tui from Ireland, who was the captain... Um, Quagga Smith, uh, oh Ruan Ackerman. Um, oh my they had Brad Shields, Andy Ellis. Um, right, yeah, fair enough. So they, they had they had Acker van der Merwe, Ben Franks. Yeah, they had an absolutely stacked team. Again, literally played against like they were playing against my my teammates and my my mates. It's um, a bunch of hungover blokes. Yeah, literally, and uh, the Barbarians they. What was crazy, this game was on like a Wednesday night, right? They came from London, where they just played Fiji at Twickenham. They came to the Czech Republic. They did like a coaching camp with some kids, and then they played the game in the evening. And then they went back to London, probably pretty hungover, considering the one-pound beers you get over there. Yeah. And then they played against South Africa at Twickenham that Saturday. which is just uh yeah and i remember like i at half time i went to go and get some food and like in front of me were two of the the squad barbarian squad players that weren't picked for that game i think they were there just for the piss up and uh it was luke whitelock yeah uh, so sam whitelock's brother and so i can't remember his name but some uh wallaby international as well and they were like what is this we're eating and i was trying to explain to them like these weird czech dishes Mate, but, barbarians uh, is awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then I said to him, like, oh, I said, I asked him, like, oh, you know, you guys just staying here, like, all night and just going to go out? He was like, yeah, pretty much. Fair enough. Good on you. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, there you go. Slight, slight detour <laughs> in, the, in the chat there. But yeah, what, what's uh, what's coming up in the next week or so? Uh, NM7s is this weekend, isn't it? Up in Trondheim. It is. Um, so yeah, we'll see how we'll see how that goes. We're not as a blender, and we're not getting a team up, unfortunately. Um, no. It's a bit of a shame. Yeah. Um, and then state of origin teams. I'm desperate to talk about state of origin, but we'll wait until uh, someone else who knows about rugby league comes on. Let's wait. I have actually watched. 
the first game. I watched the full highlights while well, the oh, game on uh, YouTube. But uh, yeah, let's wait until Tom's back or someone to, to talk about that. Yeah, yeah because uh, I think that's the best. Yeah, I think that's the best rugby of any code in the world, state of origin. Yeah, I'd yeah. say it's absolutely amazing. It's so good, and they are so unapologetically rugby. Like they don't give a shit about. Not being nice or like Chuck, they like their promos are like people punching each other people like smashing each other up saying we hate each other all of this kind of stuff and it's brilliant like <laughs> it's so good so uh yeah, yeah well uh we'll see i think tom should be back by the time we do the next tom's week. back next week i think yeah yeah i think it's back on sunday or monday yeah the state of origin is yeah when's the next one when State of Origin 2. It's in Brisbane as well. So, uh, uh, Wednesday, 21st June. Is it on Wednesday? Yeah, they do it in the middle of the week, which is quite weird. Yeah. Wednesday, 21st June, Maroons versus Blues. Yeah, so that's in Brisbane. So, if uh, yeah. Queensland win this, then they've then they've won the series. Um, and yeah, it's just it's going to be so good. Oh, I love it. Um, so yeah, top. So uh, yeah, state of origin. We've got the top fourteen final. Um, we've got the Adam Sevens. I think there'll probably be some other Norwegian rugby league going on as well. And um, yeah, I think we'll the cap- have... I think the Capitals are off to Haugesund this weekend. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Um. So we'll probably and we will hopefully have a, a pretty destroyed and hungover Tom to join us as well. Well rested after his holiday. Well rested. <laughs> Honestly, from what I've heard, it's just him going out every night. And some <laughs> of the guys that he's going with, some of the guys that are going to this wedding, especially in Greece, they're not. They're going to be relentless. They are not going to let Tom rest. Yeah. Like, Good man. Good man. One of them, very quickly, like one of the guys, um, the guy that I used to play rugby with, and then Tom knows as well from the school days, he just he just left Bristol Bears after playing for them for one or two years. Yeah, and he's just been on holiday in Bali with Max Laheef and a couple of others, <laughs> like just getting on it every day. And um, he's literally going from Bali to the wedding to see, and then Tom's going to be there. So I just messaged him. Uh, I just messaged Morgan. And I was like, Morgan, just make sure you get Tom lathered and send me any stories, any photos, any videos. All for the pod. <laughs> That'd be good. Let's see if we can get some stuff. Yeah, definitely. Let's get Tom yeah. doing the uh, I'm Tom from the Waste High Rugby podcast and this is my first drink. And then do this. <laughs> and then see what his last drink is like. That would be a good one. Imagine if he just counts the drinks from the entire week. Side <laughs> is like, I'm Tom. This is my 356 drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it should be good good next week we'll have a lot to talk about i'm sure we'll speak soon yeah all right mate cool. take care talk to you in a bit you too mate have a good week yeah ta-ra bye